The Myths of Selling to the Government If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to government, you're doing it wrong. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions, selling and marketing to the government for years, quite successfully, thank you. Now, here's Rick. How many times have we heard this? Hey, our company is perfect for selling to the federal government. We know we can help and kick the competition's butt. We've been working on it for a couple of years, but with no real results. We're about ready to give up on it. But wanted to know, Rick, if you can help us out. We bet you've got great contacts who would love to hear our story. And we'll pay you a nice commission, they'll say. Um, nope, sorry. Afraid I can't help you. You haven't even heard our story, they'll say. How do you know you can't help us? Ooh, would that I could. I know how to do it. But I also know the way they're trying to do it simply does not work. Eileen Kent explains it quite well. Eileen is a specialist in federal government sales. In fact, she's the federal sales Sherpa and has trained over 10,000 people in federal sales in the last 20 years. Eileen says people are often naive about selling into the government space. I think that people get spun up about opportunity in the federal government when they see hundreds of billions of dollars and rhetoric like the government's the largest customer. (laughs) I kind of laugh at that rhetoric. Eileen says the federal government is not the largest customer. Because the government is not one customer. It's a category of millions of people. There's over 2 million people that work for the federal government on LinkedIn alone. So they're pods. It's like calling on small businesses and departments and locations. So there's some misconceptions about the speed to market that people think they have when they're entering the marketplace. They think that they can go and register at the basic site, System for Award Management. They register on there and they sit back and wait for the orders to come in. Uh, see why we couldn't help. And as Eileen puts it quite well, messages coming from some consultants don't help. Um, not Eileen and me, of course. Some of it are consultants publishing and putting out there that you can win millions and millions of dollars in federal contracting in the next year. That's not necessarily true. See, that's what we've been saying in most of our previous episodes. And it's true not only for the federal government, but for state, local, and education, too. The government wants value and to do business with people and companies they trust. Eileen says they're not looking for new kids on the block. They're looking for companies with experience. So we need to be clear about that because some businesses sometimes, right when they start, they sign up on SAM.gov thinking that the orders are going to come in in the next six months. And that's not going to happen. There's a lot of outreach to happen, a lot of other certifications. You've got to know your marketplace, and you've got to have a specialty to stand out. We'll get back to what you really should be doing in a bit. And it's not responding to a bunch of RFPs. People that are looking at doing business with the federal government, they think, oh, let me throw my hat in the ring, or let me write proposals up against the public bids that are up there. And if you've ever really tried to win a public bid, 
it's a pretty large effort. It can be 30 days, four or five people at hundred bucks an hour, not selling or not billable can cost a company up to $64,000 with just one proposal effort. They think, you know, let me see what can stick to the wall. How many of our previous episodes were about exactly that. RFPs don't drive government business, but it can be tempting to respond blindly. Some companies think when they read an opportunity, God, that's perfect for us. Well, don't you think somebody else wrote those specifications? <laughs> the customer didn't write them. Maybe they interviewed a couple of vendors, put together some specifications. But believe me, if they're going to be giving millions of dollars to someone, they will, will have hedged their bets. They will have worked, probably bring back the incumbent or bring back two or three others that they've been talking to for a while. So they have enough for the file, three or four bids for the file and everything looks good, but you don't even get a chance because they never heard of you before. Eileen says that you need to ask yourself if the customer really knows you and whether you really know them. Think about past episodes on information objectives and pain mapping. In information objectives, we talk about what information you really need to respond to an opportunity, including really understanding the pain you're trying to relieve. And about the opportunity itself, Eileen says you need to ask yourself, Did I sit down and help them write these specifications? Did I see this coming or was I surprised when it was posted? Are all my teaming partners all put together and ready to go? Do I know what the win theme is, which is the one reason why they're going to pick you over anybody else, which is a whole rabbit hole we could talk about all day. But this bid, no bid question, you need to put yourself through that and be really honest with yourself because before you write a huge proposal effort and bring everybody together that you know to be part of your proposal and you've never sat down with that agency before, you've never met a single person there, your chances are less than 5%. Don't count on blind RFPs to build your government business. Just don't do it. So what do you do? Well, that's something we talk about in all of our episodes. Eileen, though, has broken it down nicely to three keys, training, researching, and planning. That's training, researching, and planning. She also talks about getting her clients animated. Yep, animated. Now, these things deserve more time than we have in this episode, so we'll go back to Eileen for explanation of her three keys and what she means by animating prospects in the next episode of Myths of Selling to Government. Meantime, you can reach Eileen via LinkedIn or through her website, federalsalesshorper.com. Or we'll be glad to put you in touch with her. You probably already know how to reach us, but in case you forgot, you can email me at rick at govselling.com or through the govselling.com website. I'll be back with you next time with Eileen Kent, the Federal Sales Sherpa, on the Myths of Selling to Government. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions, getting government sold.